hell to get drunk doing it tonight. Yeah. It takes away from the show. You got to drive me home safe, bro. Fucking, we're going to be doing donuts in the ice out in front of Boggs' house. <laughs> Don't worry, Boggs will videotape it. So if we die, at least we'll have that to throw up on the web. All right, shut the fuck up. Introducing the awardless winning podcast. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, the Pedo. Doing her business to this horse and it unleashes goddamn fury like I've never seen all over her face. The Ginger Bear. And the Pivot Man. Shoot to kill so they can't talk about what you did later in court. They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello everybody, welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Hot off the coattails of one of the worst episodes we've ever had. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was horrible. I apologize if anybody had to listen to that. The last one? Yeah, that was terrible. Nah, it was great until maybe there's maybe a fifteen or twenty minute stretch there toward the end that got a little off track, but No, nah, it was bad. Other than that it was great. Everybody loved uh, the bingo, I think. You know what I'm talking about, your date. Hey, I take my dates to, to bingo. <laughs> That's what you had to look forward to, ladies. Bingo with Boggs. That was the whole reason to listen to that whole show, just yeah. at the very end so you could hear that. So, are we going to discuss the trials and tribulations that we've gone through to make this happen for the folks? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can. Uh, it, there was a big, giant ice storm that came through. Um, I mean, I say giant, but I mean giant for Texas, because mm. um, we're pansies when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, came in like Thursday night. Uh, Friday wasn't too bad, but we didn't have the show scheduled for Friday. Um, and actually, that's probably a good thing, because we probably would have been stuck at boxes if we came Friday night. Oh, Christ. Um, and then uh, Saturday, it was probably the worst. Because everything that was slushy and everything just iced, completely iced. Um, and it really wasn't too bad. It's just, with Texas, they drive like idiots when it comes to this kind of weather. Because some of them just don't know how. Some of them have 4 by 4 trucks and think that they can do anything. Because they got a fucking truck, man. I can go over whatever. Which is not the case in ice doesn't matter if you have four by four <laughs> yeah we saw a couple <laughs> ditched on the way over to boggs we'll um, get pictures on the way back or you have the people that are just so freaked out by driving in it you know why the hell are they on the roads in the first place i don't know why but so they'll be going super fucking slow and then if any little slip comes up like they feel their car slipping they just hit the fucking brakes which is the dumbest thing to do on ice <laughs> Um, and then once they start going into a big slide, they'll go the opposite direction to try to get themselves back, which is the second dumbest thing to do on ice. Um, and they they just overall don't really drive very well and don't make smart decisions. 
Um, and obey all laws about traffic. Oh my God! That Regardless ha- of hills. That that <laughs> happened to me. So Saturday morning, I had to go to work. Um, and right outside of my apartment complex, there's a stop sign, and there's or not, there's a little dip, and then it elevates. It's not big, but when it's ice, it's gigantic. <laughs> um, and this chick in this truck gets to the stop sign and then stops on the downslope of the ditch. There is no traffic coming whatsoever, but she decides to obey the traffic sign. And guess what? When she hits that accelerator, she's going nowheres. <laughs> so then after about 30 minutes of trying to get her out, finally got her out. Um, I kind of told her, I was like, look, today, don't worry about traffic laws. They don't exist. Like, a, a cop is not going to pull you over. It's it, anarchy in the streets. If there is no traffic coming and there's a stop sign, just fucking go. Even a red light. Just fucking go. There's ice on the road. Just go. The cops would much rather you get to your destination safely than you get stuck. I promise you. And even if they did, even if they were an asshole and gave you a ticket, I guarantee you you could go to court and say the road was freaking ice. There was no, uh, you know, there was no traffic coming, and I tried to do the safest thing. I couldn't stop. And they'll probably just okay, whatever, you know. They know because they had to drive in it. So they know what it's like. So I just told her, I'm like, look, just just go. You know, lanes, all that stuff don't mean anything. Like the bridges were horrendous. They had massive divots in them and they would jerk your car around and make you go crazy. I um, follow those rules when there's no ice on the road. And that, like, man, I totally just went right off the freaking road. Just if it was a clear area, I'd just take it because it was just a lot smoother of a ride and it was much more manageable. I was telling Eric, that um, I was pretty much stuck in the house for the last, you know, three days. And the first night after it happened, our power went out. And I'm just sitting there for like pretty much for about the 24-hour span almost. We didn't have power. And I'm just thinking about how miserable life's going to be when we run out of oil and shit. And everything <laughs> just goes to hell. Yeah, no doubt. Hand basket. You know, I was telling you, um, like I have insomnia sometimes so I stay up late and I watch like all those really fucked up shows like on History Channel stuff like Ancient Aliens and like the Hunt oh for Bigfoot God, stuff those are the worst oh, they're you just... literally just drained the life out of me I can't even play guitar <laughs> Dude, like, I'm I'm I've been on a good roll like, here they're so chords. fucking terrible and one that I've uh, I start, I watched a few episodes of was the Doomsday Preppers and I'm thinking to myself what? it's oh it's like people that build shelters yeah, and like it, stock up on fucking dry it's all food. these rednecks and shit and I'm just thinking to myself these people they're you know, hoarding ammo and building shelters and hoarding <laughs> well, canned goods and stuff. They're, and not, thinking, they're not hoarding ammo because of the apocalypse. They're hoarding it because of Obama. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have the different ones like, why are you doing this? Well, because I know we're going to have a financial collapse. And then the other one's like, Obama. You know I mean? There's, <laughs> they always have their different reasons for it. But I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, the, the worst part is, like, I'm sitting there stuck in my goddamn house. I'm thinking, you know, if, no power and stuff. What if this was like one of these... You know, if you lived in the Northeast or the Midwest where people actually have these issues all the time, unlike us, we're big pussies. We have like three inches of ice and we go into panic mode, like Eric said. Uh, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're retards when it comes I'm to I'm thinking, oh my ice. God, dude, like we're, I'm totally worthless and stuff. And then you have these fuckers like this. It's just going to be like, if anything ever does happen, the rednecks are just going to take over, dude. It's just going to be just insane. All these goddamn rednecks wearing their gas masks, running through the streets, just mowing people down with their arf- AR-50s and 
their fucking canned ham and <laughs> their book on like how to, you know, fucking do surgery on each other. There was one, it was funny, like the dude's wife is pregnant, so they were like practicing how he was going to have to do a C-section on her if like civilization broke down before she had the baby and... Wow. So I was thinking, I'm like, thank God there's no pregnant women in my house because I would be completely (laughs) fucked because I haven't been practicing this. But yeah, so we survived it so far. It looks like we're going to make it past it. So yeah, the other day, um, last night, actually, um, while we were contemplating whether or not to do the show, uh, went to the uh, grocery store, pick up some provisions because I didn't have beer. Um, I didn't have tea. Um, I didn't get to get beer. Yeah. And so I go into the grocery store, and I'll throw the pictures up on the website, but uh, the bread aisle was just gone. Milk aisle, gone. I, I was like, are you, you serious? Like, it's, you, you know, by, like, Monday, it's going to be clear. To be fair, <laughs> it's not because there's, you know, people freaking out. It could also be because their supply truck hadn't arrived that day. Or a mixture of both. No, because I have other people that took pictures of the aisles like before it came, and they were worse. Uh, one of That's uh, even more if hilarious. anybody is way uh. way back to like episode number two when we had Aubrey on, <laughs> she sent me a whole bunch of pictures, and they were like just every shelf was just empty, every single shelf, even the beer was empty. It that, looked very depressing. That makes sense. <laughs> I almost cried when I saw the beer shelf empty. At least those people knew what they were doing. <laughs> Fucking milk. We were talking about that. It's like, milk, come on. If you're iced in for like a week or two, it's like, milk's not going to last you. What are you thinking? These fucking people. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I get it. It freaks people out, but I, I, I don't understand the whole running out and getting bread and milk. That doesn't make sense to me. So, Boggs, what the hell did you do the last few days? And me and Eric told you what we've been doing. He was out making beer runs, and I was fucking <laughs> doomsday prepping in my fucking house. <clears throat> I have had my kid all week, so I've been hanging out with her. Yeah. Did you guys do any sledding? No, doubt. no I don't want to get a three-year-old out there. That's She's too young for that, I think. On a sled? Just Laying down just, on a no, sled? General, there's outside. nothing a three-year-old can handle that. <clears throat> yeah, she would have loved that, Yeah, dude. she would have had so much fun. I'm sure fun. she wouldn't have, but... She's, she now just she's going to grow up and have just, like, a shitty childhood. Well, she'll have yeah. some mental therapy Good job, she's 30, but... <laughs> Destroy that kid. All because life. you didn't All take All because I sledding. didn't take her sledding. <laughs> she, Fuck she everything just, else. She literally just came off of being sick, so I didn't really want to get her out in the cold. And when I mean sick, I mean, like, she had two ear infections and... Yeah, that's like sort of understandable. Pink eye and, like, all sorts of shit. So yeah. I was like, eh, I'm not going to risk that. That's what earmuffs are for, man. But Make we did happen. I, I picked her up and, like, took her outside a couple times just to kind of... The threatener. No. Like, I'm going to leave you out here. Yeah, here. here. No. <laughs> I, took her out. I basically took her out when I took the dogs out to go and, and pee and stuff. Oh, God. I was like, look, it's all snow and ice and stuff. Okay, let's go back inside. It's fucking freezing. And then she started saying fuck. Yesterday so. was pretty damn cold. I like how Boggs leaves out the part where he was, what he was actually doing all week when he told me. Yeah. He's been playing League of Legends and jerking off the whole fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get into my personal life while I'm just chilling on the podcast. But, Sorry, you didn't but say to nothing. Be fair, it. To be fair, that's that's pretty that's much like rule. all there was to do when you're cooped up in your home. It's like I ate food, and then my kid went to sleep, so I p- played league. And then P- played league, league pissed, then league played with me off. <laughs> League pissed me off, so I took a five-minute break. <laughs> <laughs> took out some aggression, then got back on it. 
Hey, I actually heard a great joke from a sitcom that Eric hates. Oh. That I thought was pretty good. Can't be possible. What sitcom is that that I hate? Everybody Loves Raymond. Now, to be fair, I saw this in passing through the living room because my parents watched that kind of shit. Yes. How, do you know, how do you know that I hate that? Because you don't like sitcoms. You say you hate fucking TV. I you think don't like TV sitcoms. That's exactly what you said. I hate TV sitcoms. That's true. So okay. yeah, I hate it. Even so though I've never go. seen a single episode of it, I hate okay, it. Okay, well, he's he's like pissed off at his wife because she's having sex with him more often because she goes to this aerobics class and there's a really hot teacher and then she comes home and puts out her fire, basically. So, anyway. But right before the episode ends, they kind of resolve everything and they go and have sex and he's like, wait, the kids are going to be out of school in 15 minutes. She's like, okay, cool. Then we have time for a nap, too. I was like, ah, that's not Eric's problem. Huh. Pat. Ha. Ha. Well, I already told the joke because basically it was the joke I just told. Ha. You're winning me over on TV sitcoms. God damn it. <laughs> you know, mm. part of the problem is kids will fucking ruin things for you. So the best way to not have kids is what, Boggs? Use condoms. Or Abstinence. <laughs> actually, that is, that actually is the best way possible if you never put your dick in anything that's funny nothing's popping out your child <laughs> no nah, i mean most of the time as men we are uh in charge right or at least no we, uh, are you fucking kidding me hold on a second theoretically we think we're in charge we know the truth but yeah since women really aren't theoretically charged, and they have to uh they take the pill, of course, so we don't have to have these little bastards running around ruining our lives, making us have to fucking bang out a quickie and take a quick nap before they get home. Um, Australia research of, researchers have been working on male birth control pills. I saw what? this. I saw this. Where it makes your sperm, like, sterile? Basically, no. What it does is it disables the delivery system so it doesn't allow the sperm to get to the semen. So you still produce sperm, but it won't get with the semen that, that you're dangerous. injecting all up in the women. No, they've been testing it out and they said that, uh, so uh, you, after you stop taking it, can you still, yeah, I'm sure it wears off just like the pill after a while. Also, it's only had animal trials from what I've heard. They've only done animal trials, but they're just about to start human testing now. But I think this is pretty interesting. They said, um, cause you know, like with women with the, uh, the pill, there's like side effects and stuff like, um, they can have, you know, migraines, strokes, uh, like high blood pressure yeah. could cause you know heart issues and stuff. With so far with the male one, there's uh, no, um, they have found no side effects on it. And this is the thing that so they the say, thinking it's safer. Well, that and then uh. so it's safer supposedly, and also um, you know with the female birth control pill, there's like a 99% effectiveness. There's always that one or two percent that they leave out there. They say this is 100% effective. Hmm. The only difference or the only bad thing I should say is that. Um, this one, the man has to take it every day. And I, I know with me, like I've tried to do the vitamin regimen once because my ex was telling me I need to do it and I can't, I forget to take pills all the fucking time. So this could be a to- total failure if you put men in charge of it. Interesting. That might change though. As you find more chemical compounds. Yeah, um, they may be able to make it better. Right now it's a daily thing though. So there you go, women. That's something for you to nag your man about. I had a teacher once tell me. <laughs> I had a teacher once tell me. He's like, you know, if men were the ones getting pregnant, they would hand out birth control in high schools. Like, we just like hand it to people. So maybe that'll end up probably happening. cut down on rape quite a bit too. What? 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 Huh? What? The 
Men got pregnant. Huh? I don't know. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I thought I, I thought I was going somewhere, but I guess that one <laughs> didn't go over. So I just get blank stares. Um. <laughs> so <Dicks>. anyway. <laughs> uh. So China might be getting a uh, new type of food in their supply. Whoa. Condoms. Um, and it's going to be possibly <laughs> exported from Australia. Can Kangaroo meat. Guess Man. Fucking shit right off the bat. Damn, yeah. look at you, dude. <laughs> Kangaroo meat, yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. Wow. They're they're looking into the possibility of trying to uh, export it to China because they know that those Chinese eat all the kind of weird stuff. <laughs> Is that literally what's in the report? <laughs> Them Chineseers. <laughs> Have I told the story on um, air about me eating cat? What? They they don't say it exactly, but it's kind of something along the lines. Goddamn <laughs> Ch- Chineseers eat anything. They're just saying they're kind of saying that you know when it comes to uh, boxes of meat, like the Chinese have a wide range. <laughs> Fucking boxo meat. <laughs> Once again, have I told you the story of the time I ate cat? <clears throat> No, dude. <laughs> Can I, you let me finish the fucking story? Jesus <coughs> Christ. God, damn. I, this is relevant to what you're talking about, but please go ahead, Eric. No, go ahead with your <laughs> fucking cat story. I prefer you go ahead first. No, no, this you, is what happens. You cat. Well, we don't drink before we fucking start. Well, there's we too have much, relevant detailed too stories. Much, there's too much fighting, too much infighting. I can't handle the children. Please stop. Well, tell Eric to drink some more beer. Let Eric finish his story, goddamn it. Then tell I us did. Like, I, I offered for I him to do told that. Told him to just go ahead. Oh my god. I was actually gonna say has here's 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 the scenario in my mind, Eric. Hey, have y'all heard the story about how I ate cat? And you're like, No, I haven't heard that story yet. And I was like, Okay, well, as soon as you're done with your story, this is relevant to what you're talking about. <laughs> That's how it played out in my mind. So so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All right, sorry listeners, you're not gonna hear the rest of that story. Oh uh, no. <laughs> Ginger rage is itself tonight. Next, we need to we need to write a song. Uh, come on, dude. Tell tell me about eating cat now. <coughs> when I was uh I was like a junior in high school, I was in this band called uh, the Electric Authority, and we played this private party. It was like a guy and his Asian wife, and I'm not really sure if she was Korean or not. I'm not. I haven't really figured that out oh yet. My. But anyway, there was there were three bands. There was an Asian band that did. Four Four keyboards, and I am—I have no idea what the hell I was listening to when that band came up. There was a blues band, which is what the husband guy played, and then there was us, this alternative rock band. Anyway, so they had a big freaking platter of the most tasty freaking meat I've ever had in a long time. And uh, this girl like offered me some, and I ate it, and it was awesome. And I was like, what the hell am I eating? And she was just like, cat. And I was like, oh, that's not legal. But and it was a fucking platter, dude. Is it not legal? No, it's a domesticated animal in America. You're not allowed to do that. But they didn't care. No one's really gonna like enforce that. I'm gonna tell you right now. If this fucking ice storm would have lasted a few more days, there would have been some people eating some cat around here. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) No shit. Fuck that. Poor fluffy. I never have heard. I want to say poor mittens. Now my dad was (laughs) in in Vietnam and he said he ate dog Daddy, over where's there. Mittens? I'm just trying to think of like the cutest cat names. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to him. If he's like hey, Fluffy. Daddy wears mittens and it's like <laughs> he's on your plate. After she's taken a few mittens bites. in your belly. Shut up and eat your dinner. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. <laughs> so yeah, I had cat that day. Awesome. On the note of strange meat. I'm glad it tasted good. Asian people. Was it like like jerked or anything? What? 
<laughs> jerked um, fucking meat. There's a lot of jerked meat yeah. around here. I'm sure. Honestly, I I don't know. I wasn't, but I don't I don't really remember. What How did they, they prepare it? Was it baked, grilled? I'm not really sure. Steamed. I'm sure it was stir fried. Honestly, Asian, right? to be completely honest with you, I was so taken aback. I kind of left. <laughs> with but it tasted good. Grab the right? It was really good, man. Was it tender? Yeah. Mm. It, it tastes like chicken. It kind of did, actually. Mm. It kind of mm. did. It was a little uh, more gamey than that, though. I've got a theory on that when people say that, because I've heard people say that when they've ate like reptile, like turtle, it tastes Me like chicken. Too. And I've always been like, well, turtles were, were around before chickens, so really doesn't everything taste like turtle? turtle? So just remember that. Use that. I'm giving that to the the masses that you use. Okay. That's just as lame as your story, so shut the fuck up. It's the best thing we've given them in months. It kind of is, actually. <laughs> I'd like to give them something else, but Whoa. unfortunately. Well, we we kind of shut our load when it comes to politics and science. Exactly where I was going. Yeah? No, we haven't. There's no. plenty of stuff out There's there. There's a lot of stuff, stuff out, out there. there, but we're not like majors in the field or anything. Yeah, but we're working on it. I know you boys... That was such a lie. <laughs> you boys aren't as what are you ex- talking about. We haven't even gotten into the topic. You have no idea what me and him. Are. We know you. I have don't even know what the topic is exactly. tonight. Oh my god! Exactly. This is the worst fucking show ever. <laughs> no, this is going ten times better than last week. Anyway, go ahead. So I know you guys aren't real thrilled with the whole, um, you know, taking the pills to keep yourself from fucking getting your woman pregnant. Whoa, whoa! As a man, I mean, is it going to be covered by my health insurance? I'm sure Obama will force it on Are you kidding me, us. dude? You're a male. Yes, it's covered by your fucking health insurance. Then fuck yeah, I'm Obama, all down for o- Obama's socialist medicine Anything is going to Anything to prevent me from us. having a child is fucking awesome. But it, and then you, know, of course, I gave you the product by that New York company that was putting out the AR wear to the anti-rape underwear for women. Yes. This isn't exactly along the same lines. This is a little something different. Like if you guys are looking for um, Christmas presents for your special lady in your life. I think this is a perfect product. This is a Microsoft product uh, that they're putting out. It's the Diet Bra. The Diet Bra? Uh, a team of engineers over at Microsoft have developed a high-tech bra that's intended to monitor a woman's stress level to dissuade them from emotional eating. Um, it measures their heart rate, respiration, skin conduits, and movement, all of which are indications of stressful emotions, which could lead to overeating. So the bra that they're wearing senses that they're in an emotional state and then they have an app on their phone that sends them a message saying, hey, you're getting your panties in a wad. Stop eating fat ass or something like that. I don't it doesn't really say that on here, but it's I'm pretty sure that's the exact message. Stop eating fat ass. It's something like that. So you got your panties in a bunch. So all I'm saying is if you haven't got your girlfriend or your wife a Christmas present yet, I'm sure they'll appreciate the uh, the diet bra. Wow. So when they release that, you know <laughs> that the fucking Femmies are going to be coming out of the woodwork calling sexism. I just love the fact that it's Because mi- men don't Microsoft. eat emotionally. That never happens. And we don't wear bras, though. We got nothing to monitor up there in the up tops. That'd be funny. If Introducing the ball hammock. Bra thingy, whatever the fuck that is. That's true. Maybe called? that's a good idea. Maybe you can we make the can, ball hammock the, the same design. Yeah, maybe we could put something on the ball hammock that you know can feel smart, stress or something. Smart ball hammock. You can like you could feel your balls clenching and getting you know tense and stuff like you're going through. Yeah, but you see, moment. there could be false uh, false flags on that because if it's just cold outside. You know what else you could do? You could do the <laughs> anti-rape. You could do the anti-rape ball hammock too. 
As soon as you get a boner? Just huh? Like, yeah. No? How would nothing? that work? No. I'm not really sure. <laughs> no. I'm just throwing ideas out there, seeing what sticks. God damn you. Nope. You know, you haven't done an Eric Pitch as a product in a long time. Yeah, I know. I stopped doing those because people were stealing them. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually true. We'll have to do that in secret, I guess. We'll have to start a Kickstarter up. And Either that or it's like whenever I get the patent on it, then I can talk about it. <laughs> well. That takes a long time, too. I know. So five decades from now. Well, that's what I said. We'll we'll have, we might have the segment back. We'll, we'll, put a kick, <laughs> we'll put a Kickstarter page together, and as soon as he announces it on the show, before we release the podcast, we'll fucking just start that son of a bitch up. And then it's at least out there with his name on it, so. <laughs> Stop fucking doing that. All right. So, um, here in the great <laughs> state of Texas. Great. Uh, this can't be good. Yeah. Um. There, there's something that was uh, constructed that broke a world record. Can anybody take a guess as to what it is? A giant dildo. Nope. Uh, definitely not in Texas. It, uh, a giant cross? Nope. Damn it. That was a good um, guess, though. I will grant you that. Yeah, that's a very, very good guess. How about a, a, a church? Like the largest church? Okay, it has something to do with the season. <sighs> the largest nativity scene? Nope. Damn it. One more guess, Boggs. What was the the actual premise to this? It's the largest something? <laughs> no, I just started doing that because you did it. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, I'll give a hint. It broke the world record for the largest confectionery construction. Oh, that's a good guess, man. You mean hint? What? Do you even know what that means? No. Oh. Okay, so you go. Do you even know what that means? Largest fruitcake? Oh, see, he's close. He's close. He's on the he's on the right track. Um, it is the largest gingerbread house. God damn damn it. it! Yep. Confectionery. Is that Confectionary. just like food, food yeah. based? Okay. <laughs> I got it. I'm not, I'm with it now. We um, are the intellectual saviors. And I, so, learned, I learned a new word. That's great. It comes in confectionery based at thirty five point eight million calories. Damn. <laughs> so, there's gonna be a lot of those fucking diet brawls going crazy. It's an area of uh, 2,520 square feet. Damn. It's nearly the size of a tennis court, 21 feet high. Mm. Outside of Bryan, Texas, that's which near... is 90 miles northwest of Houston. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's near Texas A&M. Um, they used almost a ton of butter. God damn, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, and it just definitely goes right to the heart of Texas. Just a giant fucking huge thing of butter. <laughs> but we, we don't want to spend any money on welfare or anything. It actually, uh, I mean, I'll we'll have to... build a giant-ass gingerbread house. I'll have to put a link to it on the Facebook page. With but a it's, ton uh, of butter, literally. I mean, it looks legit. Like, it literally just looks like a house that's been in a, a snowstorm or something. Because the butter just, like, kind of looks like snow. See? You see that motherfucker? It does look like a real fucking house. Yeah. Let's go tear that. shit. (laughs) I'm going to be going. It's pretty legit. See, I won't be here next week. I'm going to be in Houston, so I might have to take a side trip down there just to knock that fucker down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious as to how sturdy it is. I I was about to ask you the same question. It's like, did they fucking frame this motherfucker? Like, holy shit. I'm, I'm assuming that inside, like, they definitely have probably like a model frame. 
I would think so. Um, Here you go, if you want to look at how it. long yeah, the construction took, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I would imagine that it's got to have some kind of uh, some kind of frame to keep it stable. Man, fuck that! I want to kick that goddamn big gingerbread man down. I just want to get <laughs> nut kick that son of a bitch, put him on the ground. There's a little picture at the bottom. Kind of harsh, bud. Well, that's what I'm going to do. So next week, while I'm not on the show, if you guys see a news story coming out of Brian, some guy, uh, all right, some wild ass man <laughs> got arrested for taking out the gingerbread house. Um, it's kind of funny because the uh, one of the gentlemen that helped uh, design it, Mr. Horton, um, he said that they had one Lord. problem that they didn't anticipate, and it was because it it was kind of warm down there whenever they were building it. Uh, it was bees. Hmm. Bees were like attacking the shit out of it and trying to get all the sugar. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, and he claims that they were getting so much sugar that they were stumbling around like they were drunk. Uh, <laughs> fucking drunken bees. Jesus Christ. But nobody got stung. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, you don't like that? I like that. That's a good... Just, I had a quick thing here just because I saw this and it kind of made me giggle a little bit. Um, since we already brought up China, I might as well go back to them. They are launching a uh, rover to land on the moon. I don't know if you guys heard about this. It's called yes. the Chang uh, 3 or Changi or Changi. I don't know. Maybe they're into rap. Uh, 3 spacecraft. And I think it's funny because. They did a contest to name it, and the name they ended up giving it was the Jade Hair. And the place that on the uh, moon surface that's going to land is a place called um, Sinus Iridium, which is known as the Bay of Rainbows. So they're going to land their Jade Hair right in the middle of the Bay of Rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, "What is this a joke story? Is this fucking yeah. real? Did you so, find that on, uh, what the fuck is that? I don't even the remember. Onion. I saw it now. Red no, no, no. This is this is a legitimate fucking moon mission. They're gonna. It's supposed to collect rocks and shit. It's supposed to be able to pick up like forty five. Yes, I was mentioning a point. Rocks. What do you want from stuff me? and things? Ex hamster. Would you say? Ex hamster. Would you That's say? A, oh, animals. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Amazingly enough, ex hamster. Ex hamster has no uh, horse movies on it. No. <laughs> no. Wow. That's false advertising. It doesn't have false. any hamster movies on it because. There may be in certain sections I haven't looked up. (laughs) Hey, Eric, you're the one closest to the computer. I'm just saying. Look it up. (laughs) What? (laughs) Look up and see if you can find the hamster on X Hamster. Oh, the hour ran off on the TV. Jesus H. Christ. It was paused. Son of a bitch. Are you going to go take care of that man? (sighs) This is what we have to deal with these days. Yep. This is where the fucking show's going. My nice going. quiet apartment done. Oh, I got this noisy freaking place. Oh, the production, man. The fucking production. All right, so what else you got for us? I got nothing. I'm done. Nothing. Shot your watch so early. As soon as we walked in the house. <laughs> Just like Boggs have been doing right before we got here. <laughs> That's not it's the dick of the week. This was because I'm lazy like usual. There's a ton of fucking people doing a lot of awful things this week per usual. Like um, everybody knows, of course, Nissan Mandela kicked the bucket this week. 
And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of people making shitty comments about him. I what? don't know who's if, making shitty comments about Nelson Mandela. Name a right wing nut job. Dude, um, that's ridiculous. Though it's funny because the one person who didn't, Ted Cruz, like put out this message that was kind of funny. And this isn't the dick of the week, but he put out a message. You know, saying something about how great of a guy he was and stuff on his Facebook. And then, like, every fucking right-winger went after him. Like, how could you say this? He was a fucking commie terrorist. And they just fucking ripped him. It's like, those are your people, dude, that think that you're the greatest thing ever. They didn't like that. But, um... That's some bullshit. I tried to weed that shit out. And I went with something that was a little bit, um... From last week, a little bit before, um... Actually, but... I forgot to bring it up. And it's, uh... Governor Scott Walker, the great greatest governor ever of wisconsin he sent out this mailer from the group um for his re-electing a walker campaign because he's about to rerun for governor and they sent these things out it's so funny basically asking people like instead of spending money on your family and your kids and stuff for christmas to donate to his re-election campaign what (laughs) because it's so funny i'm gonna this is kind of long i'm gonna read through some of this but this is the letter that they sent out it says, friend, get ready for some fucking mispronunciation, man. Um, instead of venturing into the cold this Black Friday, stay and give your children the gift that'll keep giving. This year, we are celebrating the holiday season with a Black Friday special that is better than any deal found in stores. Donate to help Governor Walker get reelected to save your children from a future of double-digit tax increases and billion-dollar deficits. You like this so far? Instead of electronics or toys, that is will... He, is he Republican? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of Can't elect- tell. They spend more money than Democrats every time. Don't worry about every that. Every time. Instead of electronics or toys that will undoubtedly be outdated, broken, or lost by the next holiday season, help give the children the gift of a Wisconsin that we can be proud of. Governor Walker is helping Wisconsin move forward to a future where your children and grandchildren can experience economic prosperity, improved schools, and freedom from government dependence. And then it goes on. So, if you really love your children, fuck buying them gifts. Give some money to Scott Walker's campaign and save the state. Freedom from government dependence. That's that's a good line right there. I think so. Uh, good line because, you know, less government means big business has the opportunity to take advantage of low-wage employees more. Yeah, and he's one of the um, poster children for the Koch brothers. It means the elite have the opportunity to lessen the education of the less fortunate so they can't uh, grow up to be more productive members of society. Um, Less government dependency means private contractors and private uh, police forces instead of government-run and held accountable organizations. Because, I mean, you got to think of it. If a government police crew can get corrupt, as they have multiple times, there's plenty of stories, imagine what happens when a private security team (laughs) gets around, Uh, which is actually what's kind of happened. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the reports. I believe it's some suburbs in Oakland. They've actually started to hire private security agencies to police their streets instead of actual police. So I can't wait to hear all the stories about houses getting robbed, people getting raped, and all kinds of fucked up shit because they hire who they hire, and then, you know, they're a private contractor, so it's not like they're held to government standard. You know what that reminds me of? 
don't know if you guys remember, we did, um, when immigration was really starting to come on as a big issue, and again, we talked about um, that Sheriff Arpaio in Arizona where he was hiring, like, uh, just a bunch of random people to create, like, his own little border patrol and stuff, or, like, watching schools and stuff. I know what it was now. This wasn't, this was based on the immigration, but then they used, um, the fucking shooting in Newtown. Oh, God. And they were like, they're trying to put together, like, an organization for immigrants, and then they were going to turn them into, um, vigilantes, basically, to get out and watch these schools and stuff. The problem was, a lot of the people that he was wanting to hire on had, like, criminal backgrounds and stuff. (laughs) Like, they weren't vetting them or anything. It'll be, I think that's going to be a very similar situation. I'm going to call failure on that already. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's definitely a new thing from the elite to hire uh, private security firms, but it's not going to amount to anything great. I mean, you can look at any any kind of private security firm that's been over in Iraq or Afghanistan, and you can see their track record. It's not good. I mean, there's some horrible, horrible reports of guys just gang raping some broads or... Uh, you know, shooting kids, all, all kinds of shit that's gone over there from Blackwater and all those fucking assholes. Um, and they're private contractors, and, you know, they're all about their stock exchange and, uh, you know, their investors and everything. So they're going to try and cover that shit up as best they can. And these are high-dollar firms that have a lot of money to be able to make things disappear. Um, and, I mean, that it's kind of funny coming from somebody who's an anarchist to say that we need more government (laughs) Uh, when it comes to day to day things like that you can see the importance of it though well I see the importance of it right now because right now our society is not built and engineered to where we can have private contractors that will be legitimate we don't have that available that would require you to not be profit driven that's what I'm saying that's why in, in my kind of ideal it's not a utopia or anything but my kind of ideal society is where it's not profit driven and it's communal base and there is no fucking government it's because once you're profit driven everything else goes out the window it just does there's not a whole lot of companies including google who keep on the straight and narrow because google's starting to do a lot of shady shit and they're starting to get buddy buddy with a whole bunch of really bad organizations um so i'm looking to see their decline big time as far as uh, not being evil which is their fucking motto (laughs) Fuck Google. I don't know. Um, I guess you get, Boggs doesn't keep up with anything. I'm sure you have. You know, <laughs> they've been doing the strikes, the fast food workers and everything. Yes, from yes trying to get $15 an hour. Big thing okay, now. Just because I don't know that this has happened doesn't mean I don't keep up with anything. <laughs> it's you know, been going on for days, dude. Going the con- <laughs> days. I've been cooped up in my home. Dude, exactly. You've been cooped up in your home. Should been on the doing nothing but yeah. masturbating, playing league, <laughs> okay. and then taking your daughter outside for five <laughs> minutes with her fucked up ears. You son of a bitch. That's it. You should have been. Hey, why don't you go in the kitchen and make me some confection? <laughs> like shit. They've even been talking on the fucking TV about it. Some confections, bitch. Like you don't have to look hard for this. It's just there. I only want to bring yeah. this up because we've talked about it before and it is I think it's a big issue and I, I got some numbers I thought these are pretty interesting. He said that if you raise the minimum wage now to $10.10 an hour it would take $3.5 million and move them out of poverty. People of color. You know what that is, Boggs? You know what that means? People of color? Go on. <laughs> Fuck Obama. 
Cause, okay, and black people in general. Uh, see? Um, if <laughs> that the, was done in sarcasm. If the feder- <laughs> you got to prove it. If the federal minimum wage ha- had grown the same rate as the top 1%ers' earnings, the minimum wage right now would be $22.62. Now, if you just took into account that since 1968, they've said that worker productivity has doubled. If you took that into account with the f- inflation then uh, the minimum wage would be $21.72 an hour. I think a lot of people are freaking out about them wanting 15 bucks an hour. And I think that, I think the median income for a family in this country is a little over 40 grand. So I kind of look at it this way. If you think you got two people working 40 hours a week, if they both made, you know, 22, 23,000 a year, then they're right there. So fuck it, man. Why can't we raise it to about 12 bucks an hour? I think that's legitimate. You raise it to about 11, 50, well, 12, then everybody's like, <clears throat> let me, let me Here's tell you another. You're, really. you're talking about politicians that are getting their pockets lined by big business mm-hmm. who this would predominantly affect. Mm-hmm. Um, because after all, it's big business that doesn't give two shits about their workers. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are solely profit-driven. That's all they give two shits about so they can get their giant, fat fucking paychecks mm-hmm. that they receive all the goddamn time. Hey, man, you got to tell me I know it, it. Which is even more hilarious. So as far as getting it raised through governmental means, it's probably going to get shot down pretty damn fast, even ago, on the Democrat side. Or two years ago. Well, I'm not really sure how long ago this was, but I want to that to that when... To that extent. So they're trying to go the other route the workers and trying to say, no, you just need to pay us more period. Regardless of what the government tells you to fucking do, you need to pay us more. Two years ago, by the way, just to let you guys know, I was in this economics class and he took the total GDP we made the year prior to that and divided it amongst the entire U S population according to the census, Mm -hmm. including like children, like babies would you like to guess what the GDP could possibly be divvied up per person? I'm going to go 125000 That's way too extreme. I was going to say maybe like 60-something <laughs> thousand. That's also pretty high. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, fuck me. 12000 That's too low. $39,682.10. Yeah. Right, right on the money. It was a, it was like twenty to twenty five per okay. person, Fuck. including kids. Think about that though. But that's a massive amount, including kids. That's a yeah. Think about that. You, I your wife, extreme. you, your <laughs> wife, and two kids. The typical household right now pulls in a hundred grand. You think you could live off that? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. If you did it like per person, you had a four person household. Okay. Yeah, they didn't do it per household. They did it per person. Yeah. So if you had four people at twenty five each, okay, you make a hundred grand for your household. And uh, he was, he was like, "You think you could live off that?" He's like, "We're talking pure socialism right now. We're taking our GDP and yeah. we're dividing it amongst everyone." Yeah. And he's like, "If you have a large family, do you think you could live off that?" And we're like, "Yeah. I mean, I could see that happening like immediately. I, I would have made seventy five last year." It's not going to happen. I mean. No, no, it's not. But the point is. Like when, you can it, when see, it comes to uh, a monetary paradigm, it's between the haves and the have-nots. I know. I'm, I'm saying that. And that's why the. Paradigm I'm saying that it was a good example of how skewed things have really gotten because it's gotten to the point now where the haves have taken everything and they've literally condemned have-nots to die. Oh yeah, they don't give a I shit. Don't tell, I, mean, don't I don't care. know if I've told you this either. There was another day we did a, a graded experiment where he basically said, free market, you guys do whatever you want. And he gave us a couple of ground rules on how this would work. And, like, you had to have a certain amount of units of food, shelter, and 
well, shelter was land, and then like clothing, right? And if you didn't get, I think it was three, two, and one, you had to have one unit of land, two units of clothing, and three units of food to survive, and you get an A, right? Yeah. And there's so many people who just couldn't get it done because you couldn't get through the production line quickly enough through the size of the class. And he was like, okay, so he said everybody, and I was like, <coughs> basically the way he divided up the classes, he had a third of the class had uh, a little pamphlet of paper that had labor because you can work just as hard as anyone else, education because you get educated, and land, right, which is supposed to be representative of wealth, like people who are just born into wealth. And then he has, uh, you know, another group that's just got labor and education, right? And then you have another group that just has labor. So the three groups that you have are America, right? You have people who have education and land because they can afford whatever the fuck they want. You have people who are the quote-unquote American dream, which is you get everything, you get your A off of your labor and your education. That's it, right? And then you have the working class, which is just your labor. And the idea was... Everyone can work just as hard. There's only so many hours in a day, so if you work just as hard as everyone else, you should get ahead, right? Wrong. Wrong. It doesn't work that way. It was also a, it was also a really good representation of what a market would actually be like because people were gouging people. If you had land, you didn't fucking give it away. Yep. There was a market price that was set that most people who were like just like, yeah, whatever, sure, I can give that away for four units of labor, they'd start trading. In the before they got to the production line, and it and he like he was really good about this experiment because he's done it before. But he was like, so was was uh, land worth about four units of labor so you could get like food or whatever for your grade? And it was like yes, but there were like three or four people in the class who fucking wouldn't do it, and they were like, I would, I just thought I could get more. And it's like, <laughs> and then he he asked this question, he's like, so why would you let that person fail? Because they're failing now. They failed this test. Because you didn't let them do that. Because you wouldn't take the market price. I He ended up not doing that. He just wanted to create the illusion of us getting grades. Yeah, it was, this was it's gonna between the collapse. haves and the have-nots. And, and the that's haves exactly true. ultimately don't give a shit about the have-nots. Exactly. It's it's about slavery. If you go to intellectualslaviors.com and go <laughs> to, uh, I think it's like stuff, I think it's <laughs> the uh, tab. I've got Something like that. I've got a YouTube link of a video where they're going over the idea <clears throat> of people who are are wealthy and just how they act and they do experiments on you know people that are not wealthy but they give the illusion that they're wealthy and what they do and they act like wealthy people which are fucking cocksuckers who don't give a shit about the minions they are cocksuckers so anyway do you want to do a song before we get into the topic you want me to do a song now or do you want me to end with it i thought you had two songs no god damn it oh my god all right, I guess we'll just go on the topic. That's fine with me. I'd rather end with a song. Oh my! <laughs> I'd rather right. end with the most depressing song Deer Hunter's ever done. Okay, if anybody so, wants to bitch about Boggs only performing once at the Intel Savior, <laughs> we're gonna Facebook on Twitter. Yep. Hey, I love uh, your show, but Boggs needs to play more. Christmas is coming up, so if you have any uh, Christmas song suggestions, might want to throw them at us too. Yeah, we're in the works for another uh, Christmas song episode. We're going to get a bunch of hot girls in here and dress them up like Santa's little helpers. We're going to sing back up for us. Saw mommy kissing Santa Claus <laughs> underneath the mistletoe last night. What a whore! She must have seen me cream down the stairs to have a peek. She thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. Then I saw... Sorry. 
getting ahead of myself. <laughs> oh, I thought you were, gonna, <laughs> thought you were doing it for us. All well, right, I so. actually had to learn that because a student of mine is doing that for the show that was supposed to be the Saturday, but eventually mm. got iced out. Dope. It's like they iced the kicker. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, so the... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> what are we doing again? Advertising. Topic. I knew that. I did know the topic this week. Yeah, but uh, you did no research. I didn't need to do research, okay. bro. I'm a fucking master. So oh. advertising is a Maybe. very important part to our economy and plays a significant role in mass media. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's my contribution. To in that. a fierce race to ensure that they outsell their competitors, companies are willing to pay large sums of money to reach an audience. In 2011, there was 496.9 billion dollars spent on advertising, and by 2015, the figure is expected to reach $603.1 billion. Um, That's chump change. We're a trillion dollar economy. What? If you want to look at, like, pretty much the worst of uh, human beings, look into the advertising industry. And that's pretty much what it is. Uh, they divvy people up into demographics by race, color, sex, creed, blah, 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 blah. Socioeconomic um, status. Socio- yeah, they have like sinks, which are single income, no kids. Dinks, which are dual income, no kids. And then you go into... And then twinks. Yeah. Sorry. What are twinks? <laughs> My bad. What are, what are twinks? It's, it's a gay porn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Apparently, Michael's like pretty versed in the porn industry. You seeing like a horse Ex- fucking jizz on a chick. Ex hamster. <laughs> He's right about that, by the way. Oh, I know you know. I'm I'm aware. I don't watch that shit though. Yes, you do. Um. So historically, brands emerge as a way to find a way to identify with consumers. Um. Identify is that what they say? Because really, it's more like insult you and make their product like the answer. Um, well, I mean, it is like Bible salesman, you know, it's the, we, you have a hole in your heart and yeah. we have the answer right here yeah, the, and it yep. costs this much. Identify um, the worst of you. Well, have you seen the Chevrolet commercials or like the... And then advertising has definitely taken a, a really like sharp turn, uh, probably in the past 15 years, I'd say, where it was, it's less about advertising the idea of the brand or what they are selling and what it does. And it's turned more into just trying to get you to remember the brand and that's it. Uh, So you got to look at like the Geico commercials that have nothing to do with car insurance or insurance at all, but it's just funny. So they're trying to help you remember that. And actually it even works the other way. Like there was uh, I, I can't remember it now. So obviously it failed as far as the long term. But in the short term, there was this one car commercial that pissed me off because it was just fucking stupid. And then I kind of realized maybe that's why they made it so fucking stupid is because it sticks in my head now because yeah. it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't think there have been advertisements, <laughs> by the way, that have failed doing the same thing that are relevant to car insurance. Have you ever seen that commercial where the two guys are talking in the car and they get into a wreck and it's like a really violent crash? Do you remember the, the uh, car because it was supposed to be like, oh, look at the safety ratings. They came out of this giant, violent crash alive, yeah. right? You remember the brand of that? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that ad? You don't no. know? <clears throat> I don't remember the brand either because the crash was so violent, I never really cared about the ad. It was the fact that I saw two guys almost fucking die in a car crash. Yeah. 
Like it was, re- it was a really graphic ad for this for this car insurance. Kind of, and, I mean, there's the definitely some sale. of that shock value kind of thing. Well, the shock value doing. doesn't work like that because of what I just said. It's like, dude, did you see that car commercial where the two guys fucking almost die? <laughs> it's like, what was that brand again? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. They fucking almost died. Like that's just, it's too shocking for you to remember the brand name. But to kind of get into how a marketer looks at people, um, Natalie Robinson, who's a marketer, she defines brand differently according to her. Uh, she defines it as a set of images and associations that live in the hearts and minds of consumers. What a bullshit example. (laughs) (laughs) A brand isn't just a trademark. It's a set of images and associations that are created by consumers. Markets try to influence those images and associations are through advertising, sponsorship, packaging, product emplacements, sales promotions, and the choice of realtors. Hmm. And that's really how you kind of have to look at marketers is that they they actually they want you to try and believe that somehow marketing is what we should believe. You should believe in the marketing. And that's how they're trying to sell it to uh, You're okay. big businesses and corporations. You're okay. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I, I don't know. He thought he was like, he, he thought it was intruding because he like kicked the laundry basket or some shit god damn it he's like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> no, <laughs> like, start we, like we haven't derailed this fucking show enough yeah on our own. <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> least of the derailment that's ever happened yeah i think it's kind of funny i think it's like you said though it's it like it, looking at old advertising stuff they actually try and promote new products that come out and they oh yeah, this product does this and this and this now it is it's all brand recognition you know my problem with it is it is exactly what he said it's like the bane of everything bad we've ever talked about on this show it really is when it comes to advertising yeah it's like, horrible anytime that you it, part of the thing about branding is like what they're targeting now pisses me off in a lot of ways especially like credit card companies because at this point or coke even like they don't there's no way that coke could advertise to you or me and it'd be effective. I know who the fuck Coke is. I've had one. I know what it tastes like. There's nothing that's going to change about that. So what do they do? They don't target me anymore. They target my children. They target five-year-olds. They target pe- They target young people. That's why they do advertising. Oh, yeah. There's lots of... <clears throat> some of these market firms have done huge, huge studies where they've looked at brand recognition. And what they're looking to do is try and get a lifelong... Yeah, brand Credit loyalty. Card, actually, so they're trying to hit the kids, like you know, back in like the the nineties and stuff when they were going through the huge like cigarette campaigns and trying to get them to stop, you know, advertising towards kids, which is exactly what they were fucking yeah. doing. Joe yes. Camel and all that. It's yeah. because they knew what they were doing. They were trying to trap them in as soon as they fucking could. So by the time they got to the age to where they can legally smoke. They were smoking their brand. And by the way, it works for me because I can't tell you any other brand of cigarettes. Period. Other than Marlboro and Camel. I was about to say, Marlboro I can't, was... I can't... I don't know any other brands. Well, that was the shit for me. Like, I never smoked. But, I mean, when I was growing up, I remember seeing, like, the Marlboro Man, like... In, yeah. Who died of lung cancer. Ha <laughs> um, With his cowboy... And he was just, like, so... Irony. <laughs> he was just so fucking cool. Like, Joel Camel wasn't cool to me at all. Nah. But the Marlboro Man, he was fucking badass. I was like, yeah, man, he's rugged, rides a horse, he's probably got a gun. Fucking awesome. And see, here's the thing. The, and that the, stuck with me as a kid. What people don't realize about marketing, because here's the part that pisses me off the most. I've had family members. Uh, actually, it was my nephew. I, he's been on the show. It was Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was making fun of an ad on TV, and his stepmom walked up and was like, look, it's just an ad. And I was like, that's the wrong fucking thought. 
It's not just an ad. It's not. Your children are looking at this. Yeah. People are influenced by it that. If they weren't an, influenced by that, they wouldn't fucking air yeah, it. Period. Kids and weak-minded have an, individuals. It does have an impact. Absolutely. It has a huge impact. Especially on the young-minded, for I don't, sure. I know you guys probably don't care too much about this person, and I don't really either. But yeah, fuck them. Do you know who Dave Ramsey is? No. Mm. Oh, is he the fun, yeah, financial guy? He's a financial guy. guy. Okay. Dick. Douchebag. He is kind of a douchebag. <laughs> But a lot of this financial advice is really solid. And when it came to this, this is one of the things that he said. Because he's a big guy that's like, don't do debt, period. Don't fucking take debt out. Don't use credit cards. None of it. He's your and he'll, I know. But I don't do that. And look at me. I'm at my parents' house. <laughs> anyway. So he, he's on stage. And he's like, one of the things that I've noticed is like, people will come on stage to have their credit cards cut up. Because that's one of his little gimmicks. And he's like, okay, yeah. do you have any more? And they'll, they'll be like, well, I have this last one, but I've had it since college. And it's like people are so attached to these credit card brands, and it's because of their ads. Because, like for me, I don't know if you guys know this company, but my first bank, the only reason I'm not attached to it right now, psychologically, is because it went out of business. It was Wamu. Uh, Washington, Washington Mutual. Mutual. They got mm-hmm. bought out by Chase. I'm still with Chase, and I fucking hate it. Yeah. I hate Chase so much. But like that's how their ads work, man. They work on me. Like everybody feels yeah, for that at some point. Definitely influenced by ads. I think everybody, anybody who's subjected to it, is influenced by it one way or another, regardless if they're aware of it or not. And that's there, the shit. There's some that don't work, and then there's others that do. That's the shit. On a very part, subconscious level doing. that you do not know. Actually, I was listening to Ned the other day, and it was like uh, this lady was talking about how easy it is to use these phone apps. And then she's like, look at Tim here. Even Tim can use it. And Tim's like, hi, I'm Tim. And then she like keeps going on. And then he goes, hi, I'm Tim. And he says, oh, it yeah. It's and it's like, like so your message idiot. is basically even a retard can use this. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, definitely there's a lot of those insulting ads out there. And yes. they, they try to be like whimsical and funny. But essentially what they're telling you is, hey, you're stupid. You should try this. Yeah. Go into that. <laughs> or even, hey, you're stupid, but even you could use this product. Have you guys noticed that anytime they do those family type ones and stuff, the woman's always the one in charge. Like she's telling the product and the ad and stuff. And the husband's always like the complete blubbering idiot in every one of these fucking ads. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that, or is it just me? Uh, I wouldn't say it's every single ad, but I would say that they're, it's when they are looking at making an advertising campaign, they look at their target audience. And women will be the ones out buying By the, the way, product. something and we should talk they about, They try too. and focus on that target audience. Hey, look, a your husband's racial, an idiot. When you it comes to... A racial angle, by the way, to this, is they definitely play to stereotypes. Oh, certainly. I remember uh, just a couple days ago when I was at work, I looked up, and there was some, I believe it was an American Express... Uh, commercial and it was talking about like retirement and this that and the other and the and it was people in resorts and whatever and the entire time it was a whole bunch of elderly white couples the entire fucking time <laughs> like they didn't even attempt to put like any other race in there it's because like, they're oh, elderly white couples they're going to be the ones with money well, enough to fucking retire but that's because they're at beach <laughs> resorts and everybody knows that blacks don't swim um, so wow is that going to hit the highlight reel? <laughs> it just might. Um, but yeah, I mean, what they do whenever they're looking at doing an advertising campaign, they don't really look at trying to expand their market. No, they already know what to do. Because they know what their market is, and that's what they try to attack. And Now, here's the question we could ask. Did objectifying women the way that we have, did that happen first, or did advertising make it like that? 
I think advertising made it like that. I think that. it had a you big... Think so? I think it had a big because part it's affected, of it. it's affected your shallow ass for sure. Oh, my yes. God. And it has. I'm not kidding. I think that's a big reason why he's like that. That's true. The other thing, too, Oh, no, is, I agree. I, I totally agree. He's I, definitely going to buy the diet bra for his girlfriend. My, my image of beauty has definitely been obstructed by advertising, for sure. Definitely. Without would, doubt. And frankly, so is mine. Like, I'm a shallow... I'm just as shallow as you, honestly. Not my girls. Send me pictures. That's why, that's why I was insecure... <laughs> I masturbate to them all well, equally. Dude, when you get married, you stop really caring about what you're putting in. <laughs> well, I don't want to say this to be mean, but then there's a lot of truth to that women will give up on you after you get married, too. I think there's some of well, that. Well, I haven't well. really given up on myself because I'm 25 and I kind of have to get back out there now or oh. die alone, which I'm not really sure which one's better right now. Because uh, I'm know. kind of of the opinion now that women are just bad for your health. I think everybody kind of dies sexist alone in their own little I don't way. agree with that at all. Whatever, dude. How love, many how I many fucking wars have been started over women? How many like how many problems does Eric have? Eric has like Eric has ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. That and because <laughs> of that, all of his problems are like first world problems. He like he's pissed because like I lost an hour of his life because we did a show that one time, the lost episode. Or <laughs> dude, uh, that, that was an issue for me as well. I but you get the hurt. point, like I was butthurt. He's gonna that. fucking live. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Taken a if he had a girl in his life, shit just got real because she's gonna just ruin him. Whoa. Yoko Ono, bro. God, man. Yoko fucking Wow. I don't know about that. I don't think Eric's ever said that. He, dude, he's the one who's like, I'm never getting married. I'm fucking coming around to that. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I'll never. I just don't see the point. Exactly. And she'll never see the point either. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, mm. if if like there's Michael knows what I'm talking if about. If there's like a tax reason or <laughs> an insurance reason, you know, maybe yeah. I love it. Just go straight. To, well, financially, if it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, financially, if it makes sense, and that's that's a good reason. I'm but, not gonna I mean, lie, man. That's probably the best reason to get married is just from a. But ultimately, when it, what it comes down to is. Uh, I guess it's the way that I view marriage. I view marriage as a religious institution. See, I don't. I don't. I just view it as a commitment. Yeah. See, I have no problem with commitment. That's not my problem at all. Really? No. Got no issues with. Then don't care about marriage, dude. Because you can have a secular wedding. You can have a secular marriage. Yeah. Believe me, dude. Me and marriage. My... By the way, and you should consider this. Technically speaking, because we have separation from church and state, it's a state mandated thing. That, by the way, is fucking hard as shit to get out of. Just gonna throw that out there. Eh, not so much. That's why I'm being not careful about it. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm already having to get a lawyer just to file the paperwork correct. Because the first time I went into court, he was missing information on like Claire's health insurance and said, Dope. "I'm not gonna dismiss this because I would hold you to the same standard that I would a lawyer, but I'm gonna reschedule this one time for you. And if you don't file this again, I'm gonna have to dismiss the case." And I was like, "You son of a bitch." Oh, okay, so uh, since uh, Michael's been doing the uh, guessing game um, oh, here my. the past couple of. Uh, couple episodes i have uh the top 10 um large companies that have uh massive advertising budgets right now or all time uh it is as of i don't know what year this is 2012 okay so pretty recent what Um, they spent chase 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 jp morgan uh, that is number six. Yeah, beat that fucking douchebag. Two point three five billion dollars. Damn, that's a huge budget. I can yep. fucking destroy that. Yeah, right. go for it. What you got? What you you got, got five fucking options, cunt. First of all, he said top ten. 
So that means I would have nine. I got number six. I'd have nine options. If you're going to quote unquote destroy that, you got five options. Procter and Gamble. Procter and Gamble, number one. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I cheated. I already knew these because I oh, looked this shit. up. Oh, <laughs> shit. billion. I'm calling bullshit since you already knew that. That's not a fair... fair, uh, 4.9 billion dollars. Okay, I'll I'll give you another one. Go for it. Uh, Don't let (laughs) him cheat. I hurt my guitar. (laughs) What a dumbass. I'm going to help you out, dude. I'm going to shit in your mouth. I'm going to look at one of those and take a guess. God damn it. Hold on, hold on. He looked at him. Now he's acting like he's thinking. He, He looked at it just like he... Hold on. Oh, it's gonna, it has to be a cell phone company. Mm, is it? Uh, Verizon. Number three. Ooh, motherfucker! $2.52 billion. Yeah, it had to have been that. Everybody uses a fucking cell phone. They know that. Uh, where's Coca-Cola? Is Coke on there? Uh, Coke is in... I think they're in the back somewhere. Okay, so they're, they're past the top ten. But number ten, you have uh, Walt Disney Company. Number nine, uh, L'Oreal. Number eight, American Express. Number seven, uh, Ford Motor Company. Number six, J.P. Morgan Chase. Number five, AT&T. Number four, Comcast. Number three, Verizon, of course. Number two, General Motors. And number one, as he said, Procter & Gamble. I like that GM spent over $3 billion last year, which is like a billion more than Ford, and Ford still outsold yeah. the shit out of them. Now, I was a little, like, I guess... I'm a little naive when it comes. I know that large corporations uh, have a massive, you know, they have a lot of other incorporated companies. So when I saw Procter and Gamble, I was a little confused by that until I started to do my research, and then I realized, holy shit, they fucking own everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they have uh, like Aussie brands, the the shampoos and stuff. Uh, They have Braun Crest. Uh, Tide. Ivory, Tide, Old Spice, Olay, uh, yeah. Tampax, hey. Secrets, um, Pantene. <laughs> uh, they have. Uh, well, that's like Oral B, nice and easy. We did that that one. Scope, Puma. They got Puma. Fucking Puma. Uh, and then, like weirdly enough, Christina Aguilera perfumes. Mm-hmm. Christina. <laughs> I thought that I saw a neat note on that too about how much companies spend. It said 36 companies spend a billion dollars or more every year on ads. 36 companies spend a billion dollars or more every year. Jesus, crazy. Here's the one that I thought was interesting. I think this will make you guys fucking crazy. Um, the military, our Department oh, of Defense, no. our taxpayer dollars at work. Did How you much see this? Spend? Yeah. $667 million they spent on TV, radio, and print ads, pamphlets, That's all that shit. Tax dollars. Tax dollars. The thing that I thought was interesting, they have a breakdown of it on the percentages. And I wasn't too shocked to see that the majority of it went to the Army at 30%. But... The second amount, the most amount, um, was for the Army National Guard. They spent twenty eight percent promoting the National Guard. I thought that was kind of interesting, but anyway, how you like that, dude? Two quarters of a fucking trillion dollars every year go to trying to get people to join the service so they can go fight for their country, so they can lose a limb and get some post traumatic stress disorder, and then get terrible health care. <laughs> yeah, and then not getting taken care of afterwards. <laughs> Yay! That's fucking awesome. Go America. 
Meanwhile, what is our uh, how, how much does the military get? What's the endowment? Oh, military complex? shit, like, dude! I, it's in the trillions, right? Oh my god, I can't remember the exact amount, but yeah, we yeah, still can't take care of the people that go over there and fucking it's ruin their lives. Ridiculous. Hell, we don't even give what them hate, a proper psychological evaluation. What I hate is how sure often people are always like, "You go and you fight for your country." Like, no, you don't, dude. You fight for whoever just told you yeah. to go fight there. Like you fight sergeant. for big business and the oil companies that want more money. God That's damn it! That's what you do. That's the other thing I was gonna tell you. You're um, the closest thing to a private contractor. I don't know if you ever worked with him. Do you remember Joel? Yes. No one liked Joel, but I like Joel. <laughs> He was a weird. Joel he was, was a weird. He was very strange. And I, the, I know that for a while there, my catchphrase was shut up, Joel. I know. That actually stuck, and he hated it, and that's Nobody part of the reason he quit. You. But anyway. <laughs> was it? We yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joel. I'm not even kidding, dude. He was like, I fucking hate that shit. But anyway, one of the things he told me is he's a he's a vet, and he was like, Joel's a twink. He's like, I don't I don't know how many times I had to like just kind of look the other way at some of the immoral shit we were doing while we were in Iraq. But it was like we had to ignore uh, child porn. We had to ignore like the whole poppy seed thing because we would have to defend it because those were the people who were giving us intel on all these yeah. terrorist That's organizations. That's Afghanistan, and shit. dude. The poppies. <coughs> Maybe it was Afghanistan. All about facts, dude. All about facts. We're all about facts here. I think it was Afghanistan. And they can marry like that. thirteen and twelve year olds and shit. So that's probably what he was talking about. Maybe, but he was really talking about the whole like child porn rape thing. That they had to avoid and hmm. ignore. They were ordered not to care. Like, they were ordered okay. to just ignore it. Oh, I believe that wholeheartedly. Because th- that's who they were getting intel from. He was yeah. like, I had to ignore that. I had to defend poppy seed fields from people. Like, he was just talking about all sorts of shit that they had to pull off. Anyway, I don't know how any of this has anything to do with advertising, but <laughs> other than the fact that I will say the way it's pers- the way that it's put out there is not at all what military people are like. I know for a fact from some Marines. Like, as soon as, uh, let's see, it was, uh, I don't know if you guys, you guys never about my, my old drummer when I played with him, but uh, Chris Cox was the guy that, uh, I guess it was his brother? I'm pretty sure it was his brother. Anyway, he has some, like, Marine buddies and, and family, and he was like, all of them say the same thing. He's like, if somebody is, like, adamantly like, yeah, I was in the Marine Corps, and they, like, get really braggy about it, they're like, dude, you must have been dishonorably discharged because nobody fucking likes the Marines that's been there. Like, nobody likes that organization that's been in it. Yeah, I... You're, you only, like, wear the shirt and stuff because it's, like, you kind of have to, but everybody hated what they did. Everybody hated their job. They hated the shit they were doing. They hated the reasons why we were there. They hated the reasons why... We can't fucking defend children from getting raped... And psychologically damaged and killed because the people who killed them give us intel. That's good enough? You know what I mean? For for a very micro level, that sucks. It's a thin red line, man. What do, how's that advertising? What are we talking about? The way that the military advertises Derailed. themselves is like <laughs> these fucking white knight gallant people. That, We're off the roads like these oh, no, that's fuckers true. driving yeah, they definitely I remember seeing that Marines one where the guy's like rock climbing and shit, and it's just like slaying a fucking dragon. Talking about the yeah generations and all that stuff, and then he like pulls out his little sword, does a little fucking number where he puts it up to his fucking. Because what are they telling ah, you in those ads? They're not telling you that you're gonna be an immoral son of a bitch that has to deal with fucking you know warlords and criminals and people who are you know raping children quite yeah. literally. What are they telling you? They're telling you you're the gallant white knight. You're mm-hmm. the person that's gonna stand up to evil, right? Because America's the good guys. We're all the white knights. We're all that's good in the world. 
We're the ones who give good. We're like Jesus's little like sticks of glory and fucking goodness. Well, Jesus's glory sticks. That is that's <laughs> definitely why they. <laughs> that's definitely why they advertise. Because glory stick. If they down. didn't advertise, who the fuck would sign up? Well, that's all the stories that they would hear. Is the negative the people that get their limbs chopped off that are not getting their care that they need? Yeah. We talk about the people that are psychologically damaged for the rest of their life because they had to witness such horrific acts <clears throat> by other people. By the way, on the note of that, isn't it just hilarious that like their quote-unquote benefits are they can qualify for loans easier? Like, Have you thought about that? Their, their whole benefit package includes, <laughs> you know what, you, you had to go and like, fight for your country. You can borrow money from me <laughs> way easier than other people can yeah. legally. That's their benefit? What the fuck is that? It's not a benefit at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those special benefits. It's one of those, hey, let's keep ripping off dumb people that get into the military. Yep, pretty much. Have you ever been to a military base? I've kind of been on a few. I know that you have. <laughs> What's around the military base? Is it a bunch of like really nice places or is it a bunch of cash advance places and pawn shops? Okay, well, this is a bad example because... The two that I served on, one was in Germany, so it's completely different than what you're... I know you're trying to get the American sound. The second one was in El Paso, which it looks like a fucking bomb went off in that fucking yeah, place. Yeah, I was about to, to say, I think it's I've driven past the terrible, El Paso base. I, I really have gross. no good opinion. Now, I've been to a few others. Like, I've, um, like Fort Hood and everything. I mean, it's regular city when you get outside it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I did my training at, it's pretty much regular type cities and stuff. I mean... Do regular cities have pawn shops and cash advance places? They do have those places. They do have those. You don't see a bunch of Lexuses lined up outside those, do you? Uh, nope. No. That's because they know better. That's because they know who to prey on. Oh, wow. I don't know, dude. I, the military's it, it's a different situation. We've talked about it before. I mean, it's... It's the most socialist fucking organization in the world as <laughs> the fucking United States military. And then, like, fucking 90% of the people in it are, think they're conservative, which is always funny to me. But, um, no, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I know what you're saying. I, I mean, you got a little bit of a point. People prey I've on got military. a little bit of a point. People prey on military, on soldiers and stuff. I mean, we talk about credit cards time, and credit dude. stuff because they know they don't make any fucking money. You know, I mean, you that's why I think shit. it's funny that their their whole solution was let's make it easier for them to borrow money and enslave themselves. Hmm. You know, it's a little funny on that note because we don't pay them enough. Is that we've turned into a very kind of anarchist uh, routine as to as far as like companies giving military discounts. Yeah, that socialism. That they get it kind of cracks me up. That, like oh, all that's... these, all these conservatives. Well, they do have it... turned to a very anarchy kind of way and saying, "Oh no, you should, you as a big business should give them a discount because they served in the military." But hold on, you're a conservative and you're voting for people that strip away all their benefits. You know what's funny though that you say that because in a way that's Maybe almost. You should. That's why I'm saying it's more anarchy, not socialism. Because socialism would be them voting people into office to try and give them more benefits well, no, I mean, governmentally. The, anarchy is where you are forcing the collective to give them a discount. Well, I mean to pull it back into like the topic situation, like the advertising. I think a lot of people use that like 
as an advertising thing. Like anytime I go to hockey games or something, they always have like the soldier of the game. Like they'll oh, yeah, get praised. Yeah. You know, they'll yep. have a soldier from a nearby base stand up and everybody fucking claps. And they're like, we gave them free tickets and they get to watch a fucking game tonight. And I think, I don't, I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, oh, we'll just give a goddamn, some GI a free seat for a night. I, I think they play that up. Like, look at us. We support our troops. And they try and play that up yes. on certain people, like, especially <clears throat> See, what, in more conservative areas. Well, people areas don't understand. And, this is the problem that I have with. It's like an ad thing in a way. You know, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, ass kissing kind of. My problem that I have with people who watch stuff like that, who go to sporting events, who watch TV, is they say what my sister-in-law said. It's just a TV show. It's just a commercial. They don't think about it. The problem is, guess what the company did? They fucking oh, thought Oh, yeah, they it. thought about it. You know what that company they decided? Statistics, they decided research, exactly, and all kinds yeah. of other stuff. The thing that people don't understand is, like, when you give a veteran a discount, what you're really telling him is, you're too poor to have otherwise shown up here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're saying. That's why they give students discounts. It's not far off movie. in most cases. <laughs> no, it's, and it's not. But that's the thing is, like, why would they give you a discount? Because otherwise, you wouldn't spend money there. No, they're trying to show that they support our troops. That's Hogs. what they say. That's what they're doing. That's what they say. But the the real truth to any discount you get ever is they're judging you by how much income you have, and it's called price discrimination. And whether or not – I mean, it, it works. It's effective. Movie theaters do that with student discounts. Like, there's a reason they give student discounts, and yeah. it's exactly what they're like. Exactly. You're, you're obviously poor. You're spending money on college education, that's, and you don't have your job that that's you That's true. Like, movies and sporting events do that, too. Discounts for, like you said, school, show school ID, or um, the elderly. 65 yeah. and over, show, yeah. They See, that's the other thing about this. Because they know they're all Because they know poor. that they're on the fucking fixed income. Or yep. They know that they're in college, and they don't have that job yet. And whether people like to admit that or not, they're judging you. <laughs> that's how they know. I never oh, thought so about that. that. That's yeah, why it's true. That, that's why I said it at the beginning that advertising is by far, it's like the pit and horribleness of humanity. When you talk about the extremes and profiling people and segregating them I'll, I'll into corners. I'll qualify what you're saying with that's the horribleness of Americans because not all advertising has to be that way. It could be like he was saying in the 50s or stuff. It's like, hey, look how awesome our product is. Let's just list all the cool things that are about my product. And if you like it, fucking buy it. Yeah, and that's it's not what we do anymore, though. Yeah, it's completely changed. Like Eric said at the very beginning, now it's turned into it's not about a specific product. Everything is branding. Yeah. It's like we were talking about Coca Cola. With non sequiturs. Yeah, it's like Coca Cola. It's not a drink anymore, man. It's t shirts. It's fucking every polar bear. Yeah, it's, you remember the polar bear ads? Oh, they mm-hmm. still have them. Man. Uh, every Christmas, every fr- man. Every fucking Christmas. None of those make sense at all. That's the thing I think people don't understand. It's like all of these ads use regularly logical fallacies. You won't remember all the time. You won't remember this, but with Coke, like what made them big was their advertisement, and it was like. Sixties, seventies is the the fucking all the hippies and stuff holding hands. That I'd like to teach the world to sing. Do you ever do you remember yes, those at all? I remember that. That was a it was like some song that was like popular and they used it like it was a world unification thing. It wasn't anything to do about coke. It was just a bunch of people like across the world just holding fucking hands, singing this song about you know peace and making the world a better place. Nothing to do with coke whatsoever. That was like one of the very first commercials that was like that. You know what I mean? It was like a feeling. It's about making people have a certain feeling, a connection with the product as opposed to the actual product itself. Right, so Coke was the originator of that. But then it ends with Coca-Cola. Yeah, I mean, well, they just there. like flashed the logo for a second. That was it. But I mean, the rest of the whole commercial, no fucking clue. You wouldn't even know it was a Coke commercial. Hey, <clears throat> on the note of uh, just like recent ads, by the way, have you seen the, uh, the band advertisement that the NFL said we're not going to air on the Super Bowl? Mm-mm. Huh? No. They there was an advertisement uh, about a a brand of guns that wanted to go in the Super Bowl. It doesn't even show a gun, 
But the NFL said, nope, not touching it. And I've got a bunch of conservative friends right now that are like pissed off about it. Uh, like, why the fuck can't you air this this gun commercial? Of course, because Obama it's too, did it. they, the NFL, as far as a brand, that that actually is a very funny brand when you think about it, because there's a huge, huge amount of people in America that watch American football, obviously, and it is a massive, massive brand. So their audience is a wide, wide range of people. So they have to tailor to all of them because they don't want to upset anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're doing that. Well, here's the, here's the they know they that said. they not only have the Republicans, but they also have the Democrats and they have the socialists. And they, they do have those people that yeah. watch the NFL. So if they allowed a gun manufacturer to have an advertisement during the Super Bowl, that would piss off a lot of people that are anti-gun. Yeah. And they'd be like, fuck this. The NFL well, is going to let them. I'm, I'm what just going to stop watching. What they were saying was like, this is like such a huge deal because who cares? It's money in their pockets, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, look, they're and taking sides the thing, at that point. I know this is the other thing they were saying. though was like, you know, they also have advertisements about like alcohol. Like they'll have like the Miller Lite commercials yeah. and shit. And why the fuck would they want to condone something like drinking and all that kind of stuff? And I was like, look, alcohol is not polarizing. Guns are polarizing. No, the only thing that's polarizing between alcohol is drinking and driving. Why yeah, is that they, polarizing though? Everybody can agree that that's stupid. And now and all the beer something. commercials at the end, yeah. Well, I'm saying it, responsibly. You, know, drink, you have the people that want to drink their fucking faces off and don't give a shit, and then yeah. you have the people that are like, maybe you shouldn't drink and drive and kill someone, like yeah. a three year old child. Or, no, no, no. I, I or an elderly. agree with you. But yeah, but but you but know what guns, I'm saying. But guns are. Way... That's why it's polarizing. You, when you have a, an advertising for drinking, when there's in it's not in a responsible manner. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to segregate a well, see, whole opinion, section that's like, wait a why minute. Why the fuck would you advertise there? Yeah, exactly. My opinion would be that would take an advertisement that's like somebody drinking behind the wheel of a car. But that's why I'm saying why it's why they allow the advertising is because the advertising that it has still it's says to be usually just something funny citizen. and something quirky. And then it's always like drink responsibly, don't drink yeah. and drive, or whatever, you know? Like those stupid Bud Light commercials about like, yeah. the superstitions. But there's no fucking gun commercial that's going to like air, and then at the end of it, it says, don't kill people. Hey, right. make sure to They're lock They're not going to do that don't because that reminds everybody, oh, yeah, guns can kill people. Right. <laughs> Try but, not to shoot. But that's, that's I the thing is like, this whole ad is like, this guy says, nobody has the right to tell me how to protect my family and all this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, see, that's why yeah. right there. That's inherently violent. Yeah, it really is. But that's the thing is like, this advertisement is very polarizing. Yeah. Because one, like, first off, how far off are we from the anniversary, if you want to call it that, from like Newtown? Oh, we're coming right up. Yeah, on we're, it. it's like it's a week away close, or two yeah. weeks away or something. So. There's that. Like, we're a week away from Newtown's, I guess, memorial. Is it a better word to say memorial? No, it's anniversary. It's it anniversary, is an anniversary. Yeah. But anniversaries aren't always special or nice. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. So, <coughs> There's some so yeah, we're coming up on that, and it's like, why would the NFL want to air an advertisement that's going to polarize its audience? Like, there's no reason to do that at all. Yep. Um, the only people, the only time that I've heard somebody argue that's pretty decent point is like Bob Costas's little speech that he gave after. Uh, oh yeah, that that was a Kansas City player. It was a Kansas City player shot his girlfriend. Shot his girlfriend. Oh, I loved that speech. Yeah, that was great. He took it so was much a really shit good speech. He took a lot of shit for that. Yep. And as uh, he shouldn't have, because he has a legitimate fucking point. Well, it doesn't matter if it's legitimate or not. It's the fact that he threatened the Second Amendment. Oh yeah. 
Commie, I know, dude. Eric, Marxist, Eric's, socialist. I just made Eric's like blood boil right there saying that, but but that's what I'm saying is like the NFL is not going to air an ad that's going to be polarizing like that to its audience, and then especially now, like just the fact that they banned it polarized its audience. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's like, what the fuck did you want from them? But I don't know. What do you want from them? Football, that's it. I don't give a shit about politics and I watch fucking NFL. All I want to see is football. That definitely has a lot to do with uh, advertising in itself. I mean, they don't do a lot of advertising as far as like on TV and stuff. But the way that they manufacture the brand and how like the NRA has come out and tried to manufacture the brand of guns, so to speak. And to say it's about protection. It's not about violence. As I say, you like a semi-automatic yeah, or an automatic a, weapon. It's been or an a M1. huge thing. There, you will never hear them talk about violence against other people or murder or killing. They will never ever bring that up. They will never talk about it. They won't do it. It's always about protection, always. And there's a reason for that, and that's because they know that if they go out and advertise that it's about fucking ending lives that they're going to lose a lot of battles and that they're going to lose the, the populace and even some people that are fucking gun nuts. Eventually, if it comes to that, you know, they will start to sway the other way around. But they've been on this massive campaign about protection for decades. So it's stuck in the heads of people and kids. And then their fucking parents raise them up to, oh, it's about protection. It's about protection. It's a brand. It is. What I was going to say to that, one of the things that I really do hate just about human beings in general is, jeez, Michael. What? (laughs) No. Uh, It's the fact that no matter what (laughs) avenue of life we seem to take or no matter what the topic is, we seem to target children a lot. Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, this is just no different than religion. We've talked about this. They're they, the weak. How they target religion. Yeah, because they have developing little see, minds. It's easy to fucking... That's the problem. That's the thing that I think is so evil about advertising and about religion particularly. It's like, it's not like you don't fucking know when you're an adult when you get to that position where you're talking to somebody that you're not influencing someone's mind. That's why, like, right now, um, I'm already really uncomfortable with this decision, but we decided, Amy and I decided to put Claire in this... Uh, like a preschool setting mm-hmm. to the church. Oh no. <laughs> and it's fine for a lot of Jesus things like developing, but that kind of shit happens all the time. I was about to say. <laughs> that kind of stuff. She brought home this little she's, doll. that's a baby gonna Jesus. She's going to start fucking talking to you about Jesus and shit. Yeah. She Just already has. Daddy, already why has. is Jesus so great? Exactly. Well, she hadn't said that. Why do you but masturbate? For the most part, that's killing infants. Jesus didn't like that, daddy. <laughs> anyway. Jeez, you're such an asshole. Stop um, killing daddy. <laughs> you make Jesus cry. <laughs> wow. Never mind. I don't even care anymore. Fuck this. Let's just play my song and get the fuck out of this house. Well, hold on, goddammit. I think But that's the thing that I think is like most evil about it, is that you know at what point do we stop and say that's brainwashing? They don't. That's unacceptable. No, they, at what point is people? To. At what point is people do we decide that that's We're not too acceptable? We're too fucking dumb to stop it. Yes, when we go in this. Which, because- by the way, I just want to say, if there's anything that we could have ever said that's like our platform for our show, you know what it should be? Fund education. 
Just fucking fund education. And that's, all this yeah, shit should just be well, what a lot of our fucking podcasts are Proper about. education. It doesn't proper need to be like fucking Louisiana yeah. where they're teaching, you know, creationism and shit. I mean, proper actual education. legitimate fucking real history, which kids don't get taught now. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, it definitely backfires uh, with a small percentage. You got to think of people like us who. I don't know how you guys feel, but I look back at my childhood and I look back at what I was subjected to as far as advertising and everything and advertising the religion, the branding of certain things. And I feel horribly, horribly manipulated by that. And it pisses me the fuck off. By people that you cared about. Yeah. That's the thing I think that, that really hurts is like, and this is to the point of people are really stupid. The really sad thing is, I don't even know if people realize that they're manipulating you. Oh, I some think they don't. really just legitimately feel like that's the truth and that's what they should. But do. that's the that that's kind of the beauty of the whole, uh, especially the Christian religion, is because they're supposed to talk about the word. Mm-hmm. They don't even know that they're walking campaigns. They don't get it. That I doesn't know. even cross their minds. Believe me, I'm I'm definitely aware of that. But yeah, like I I don't understand why people don't see that as brainwashing and like. I don't understand why people, because I've been accused of being like just a terrible person in general for saying this. I want Claire to figure out shit on her own. I want her to learn how to think. I have an idea of what she'll probably find if you learn how to think, because I know how to think. She's probably going to find Jesus. Uh, but This I, has I, kind I, of always I, been my stance. Like, I don't, if I ever have a kid, I don't want to subject them to anything or try and force anything on them, including my exactly. rationality. But... If they ever come to a conclusion, I want them to try and argue with me. Oh, and yep. if they can, can win, that. that won't work out well. Then they can believe what they want to. <laughs> oh, dude, did I tell you about my grandfather's argument with me about uh, so that? Gravity? That's my thing. It's yeah. about I. If I do have a kid, I want them to critically think about the the world around well, them. And the if point, they want right? to come to a conclusion, then bring it to my attention. Even though we're getting way off topic, I've already had this discussion, so I know where you're going at with my kid because. You know, he'll go to school and some kids will talk about the Lord or something. He knows how I feel. So he's like, you know, oh, they talk about Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus isn't real. Because, you know, dad says, so I have to do this with him. I say, I'm like, look, son. I go, dad doesn't know if Jesus is real or not. I just personally don't believe he is. I said, wait till you get older. I said, you look into it yourself. I say, because granted, where we live, you're probably going to have a girlfriend that's going to force her ass to go to church. I said, just Take all the information in. Make your own judgment. I said, Dad doesn't believe something. I go, but Grandma believes in God. Dad doesn't. So you can't, You, I go, you love Grandma, right? Yeah, I go, do you think Grandma is an idiot? <laughs> you know, no. I'm like, okay, do you think Dad's an idiot? No. And he knows if he says yes, I'm going to hit him. So he knows, <laughs> right. right? So, <laughs> right. so but he, knows he, loves, he loves Dad. He loves Grandma. But Grandma and Dad believe totally different things religiously. So I told him, I said, so you don't hold that against us. He, he's like, he doesn't give a shit at this point. He's 10 years old. He's like, I don't fucking care, you know, basically. But that's why I told him. I said, just wait till you're old enough and you can comprehend all this stuff. Take in the information. Make your own decision. So I'm with you. It's, See, that's it's the hard, thing, you but know. Most people don't do that. Most people do the opposite. On I try and any, force their shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they oh, yeah. They, they force it. For sure. But, but I mean, but the thing he was saying, like about the argument, like that's something that it's so crucial to learn how to critically think, and it's not taught. And I'm starting to realize more and more as I get older how scary that world is for my kid when it gets to that point, because there's going to be less and less people who can critically think, and weirdly enough, more college degrees. Yep. So well, you need to do with Claire like that. Just sit her down and say, look, you know, you're learning this stuff. It's not 
proven. Dad doesn't believe in it. Dad can't prove it's not real. Because like we've always said before, if you push any atheist to the point, you basically have to say, I'm agnostic because I don't fucking know. I mean, that's just that just because we're actual logical, reasonable fucking people. You know, we're not hypocritical. But you just need to kind of say, you know, take the information in as you get older. You know, you make up your own mind on it. Say, don't take what they're saying, you know, verbatim for as it is, you know. Use your own mind. And, you know, maybe she'll take to what you say. Maybe she'll be like, you're an idiot. Fuck you. I'm not dealing with it. And do whatever she wants. Um, I know you want to do the song. I do want to kind of pull this in just for a little bit, kind of get back into it. Because I think we've hit on a bunch of different stuff with the advertising, like how they fuck over women, just how they lie to people and manipulate them. Um, I think the biggest, as far as like when it comes to putting misleading ads and stuff, probably the worst is, um, like pharmaceutical companies. I think we can all agree on that. I mean, the shit that they put out. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I found this study. I think this is pretty interesting. Watch out there, son. You're about to fuck up. Box. He always leaves right when I'm about to do my most important part. I need his feedback, and now he's leaving us. He's got to pee. I know he's doing the piss dance. I can see the pee pee dance. Oh my god! I I wish I could just go, dude. Just go. Just go. Go. Wait right there, Michael. Talk about news or some shit. What? Dick. So anyway, uh, Dartmouth College in New Hampshire, the University of uh, Wisconsin, did a study with the University of Wisconsin Madison. I thought this was interesting. They took 84 uh, commercials for. prescription drugs and 84 commercials for over-the-counter drugs yeah and they did testing on them like everything that the commercial said and then they fact-checked it and their findings said that regarding the truth of that that 60 percent of the time prescription drug ads and 80 percent of the time the -the over-the-counter drug ads were misleading or false oh hell yeah dude i mean that is extreme it's 60 and 80 percent and they kind of broke it down they said the, the difference between them is the FDA regulates prescription drugs and they're a little actually a little bit more proactive in getting on them, but they don't screen the ads before time. It's like after the, the ads go out, that's when they'll go back and say, ooh, you guys, uh, you can't say that in ad. Then they'll go back and change it, but they allow them to air it first before they screen it. And the uh, Federal Trade Commission is in charge of all the um, over-the-counter drug ads. And yeah. like they just don't give a shit, basically. That's what they said. They're like, eh, they, well, fuck them. They don't really care. So. Whatever. I just thought that was really it's interesting. It's just aspirin. Um, no, I mean, you could definitely see that just from the ads where it's uh, like an antidepressant ad. And, uh, you know, the beginning of it, it's really cloudy and dark. And the yeah. person's just like sitting outside their window, just like looking out. I just hate like, my life. Ugh. And then, like, they start taking the pill, and all of a sudden, it's like yeah. rainbows and sunshine. Fucking, and they're playing fields with their fucking kids. Fucking rainbows shooting out of their ass. They're all dancing and having a good old fucking time. <laughs> it's like, dude, you took a fucking antidepressant. You didn't just take ecstasy. Meanwhile, <laughs> while the fucking farting rainbows and shit's going on, they're talking about all the fucking side effects, like diarrhea, fucking vomiting. Fucking it gets your, worse than that, dude. Your fucking heart strokes, may fail. Your heart may fail. <laughs> like all kinds of shit. If you have an elect- but erection, this person looks so happy. Hours. The funniest one is on every fucking one, not just one of every one of the ones that are like antidepressant drugs. They always throw in there may cause like um, suicidal tendencies and thoughts of homicide and suicide. Too, and shit. Shit, it's like, that isn't that got... what it's supposed to stop? <laughs> yes, it, dude. Yeah. I have to say, like, uh, there, I was on Paxil for like three days before I said fuck this shit. Because I had an antidepressant to handle my anxiety. Holy shit. First off, like, if you read the, the, the full list of shit, it made me nervous just taking it. <laughs> because it was just like... And what you're saying is completely what happened to me. Like, 
in the middle of me uh, taking Paxil, I was hallucinating. My anxiety tripled. Like, it was the most nervous fucking wreck I was for, like, three days straight. Did you start crushing up and free base in it? When it comes to... No, dude. I freaking hallucinated and, like, almost (laughs) fell down a stairwell and, like... When it comes to psychotropics, the ones that actually alter your brain chemistry, I mean, that's a really dangerous move. I mean, not to go all Scientology on everybody, but, I mean... We no, don't. Agree we don't that. fully understand the mechanisms of the brain, and to think that you're taking a drug that alters your brain chemistry—it's really fucking disturbing, and it can really fuck with your head. That's why I've always time. said. So, and not a whole lot of people know this or understand it, but simple diet and exercise changes can really vastly improve a lot of let your. Me, like, let me vouch for that too, because as soon as I got off Paxil. That's exactly what I did as stress relief. I was like, I have to find something else. So I started working out and I started dieting and I have never felt better. I mean, it's the truth. Like, (laughs) believe me, I've tried that too. Gets rid of my anxiety. Your your diet change and exercise can be massive as far as... What? Why'd you stop? I mean, he kind of whored us out. I I was was trying trying to go go into a big point, but that's okay. What else you got? Besides that. What? Nothing? Okay. I'm fucking done. So, I Fuck guess um, if you get an opportunity, go like us on Facebook. Yes. Uh, go check out the uh, Twitterverse yes. that we're on. Um, yes. Go to podbean.com. Yes. Uh, go to intelsaviors.com. Yes. Intellectualsaviors.com. Oh, yeah. Intellectualsaviors.com. You say you're lonely I'm lonely too You say you need me Well I need you And with all the false prophets You deserve a chance Problem and I'll solve it and erase the suffering. So won't you swoop down and catch another mouse? Why don't you swoop down and catch another mouse? Why don't you swoop down and catch another mouse? to feel helpless with your hands behind your back You wait an idol for a blessing or until complete collapse So won't you swoop down and catch another mouse why don't you swoop down and catch another mouse? Why don't you swoop down and catch another mouse for me?
catch another mouse Why don't you swoop down Catch another mouse Why don't you swoop down Catch another mouse For me Peace out everybody Suck it